Are you looking for alternative investments and tangible assets that help you build and protect your wealth while empowering your financial future? Look no further than Eckerd Enterprises. With over 37 years of experience in the industry, Eckerd Enterprises is your trusted partner in the world of alternative investments and asset management. They have a track record of success with more than 1,300 investors who are on board and over 700 million in capital invested in tangible assets. Their specialty lies in offering immediate cash flow opportunities through mineral rights investments so that you don't have to wait decades to see your investments pay off. Their unique AML approach, born from decades of experience, focuses on aggregating, maturing, and liquidating assets strategically to maximize return. Join Eckerd Enterprises. Visit EckerdEnterprises.com today to begin your journey toward building and protecting your financial future. It's time again for the Mortgage Minute with Doug Krause, brought to you by Financial Residency. Doug has been a mortgage lender for over 20 years and specializes in physician loans. He is with BMO Bank and wrote a book called The Hippocratic House to educate physicians on home loans. You can request your free copy at DougKrause.com. You can call or text Doug anytime at 816-728-3631 or email him at Doug.Krause at BMO.com. Now, get ready for today's episode of the Mortgage Minute. Welcome back to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Krause with BMO Bank. And this week, I want to touch just a quick bit on rate locks. As many of you know, as you go under contract, you need to lock your rate. Just as a point of reference, most of us cannot lock the rate until you're actually under contract with an address for it to go to. But generally, most of us also allow you to lock as soon as you go under contract, but require you to lock probably within at least 10 days before closing. So it gives you a window to choose to float or lock or not. But the reason you have to lock before, say, the last 10 days is an underwriter can't make a final decision on your qualifications if they don't have a rate, therefore a payment to base your approval on. There is no right answer to tell you to lock or float because I've been doing this 25 years. Yeah, some of the other loan officers maybe you work with, possibly longer than that, most probably not. We don't have any solid predictions. I mean, feel trends, but I also see trends get bucked all the time. And one trend that I see coming up is next year's election year. So my personal opinion is I think rates are going to go down next year because of that, because they have historically, but past is definitely not an indicator of the future in this industry. So with that. I personally, again, think rates will be lower in 2024 and potentially even lower still in 2025. And I'm not alone in that opinion. I mean, I think a lot of Fannie Freddie execs agree with that. So having said that, I want to discuss briefly about points on what you're going to choose on your rate lock, because generally I'm trying to offer an interest rate with zero points, meaning Let's just say the rate's 7%. It's not going to have discount points. It's also not going to have lender rebates. Sometimes rates just don't land in a position like that. And when they don't, there is no option. Then I usually try and give two rates where it's just below par, and that's a rate with no points or rebates. 
where it's going to have, say, an eighth quarter, possibly even three-eighths of a point, but usually an eighth or a quarter, and then give the alternative rate, which is the next eighth higher rate. And then since there was no par rate with no points, that one's going to have rebate. So as an example, let's say 7% with no points, if that's not available that day, then more than likely something like 6.875 costing a quarter point or 7% rebating, therefore paying you an eighth or a quarter point, then I offer both of them. So the cost difference between the two is not just the points on the lower rate. It's also the opportunity cost of the rate rebate you're giving up on the higher rate. So when you add those two together, let's say a quarter point, it was going to cost you on the six and seven eighths plus the eighth of a point you would have got paid as a rebate taking the higher rate, the two of those combined, take that and divide it by the monthly savings the lower rate would give you. And I'm just going to give you a random example, but let's say it was $6,500 in discount points to get the lower rate. And let's say it was $3,500 in rebate to take the higher point. The cost difference between those is 10000 not just the 6500 you would have to pay. You also have to count the 3500 you're not going to get. Now, in my example, if the payment difference between those two rates on an eighth of a point, and let's just say we're talking about a million to you for a loan amount, and I'm absolutely making up numbers here, but this is, you know, just to illustrate, because these are not way off. If the payment difference was $200 a month, then you divide the $200 into the 10,000, it's 50 months to break even, which means if you're choosing between the two of those, the higher rate is the better deal until you make it 50 months. The reason that's really important is if rates are going to go down, if you believe that's the case and you think it's gonna happen before four years, enough so that you would refinance, then at that point, choosing between those two rates, you would want the higher rate with the lower costs. I'll take that one step further. If you truly believe that and you're pretty confident in your prediction that you think rates are gonna go down, if it's gonna be significant enough, then you also would be doing yourself a disservice not to at least look at something like a 7.6R. If it's a situation where you're going to refinance anyway, and in this case, that's the reason you're taking the higher rate is you assume rates are going to go down that before you make it to that 50 month mark. In my example, you're going to choose an even better rate, pay a refinance. Then it would hold true that you might come out even better off taking a seven, six arm or some other arm and then save even more money on that rate while you're waiting on rates to come down. That's just something to consider. And, you know, there are other options outside of refinancing. My bank does offer a rate modification. It's $1,000 for loans under a million, $1,500 for loans a million to two million. That in lieu of refinancing, it's just a flat single fee to change your rate from the rate you close at to the current market rate you would qualify for if you were to do a refinance. So in that instance, that kind of plays into how much money you're going to save on an arm versus the fixed. That maybe you just want the higher fixed rate 
And then when rates come down, you could just spend the thousand or fifteen hundred dollars to modify as opposed to actually needing a full refinance. So those are things you need to consider and weigh out as you're choosing to lock the rate. But something that's very important when you're choosing to lock the rate, and I say this especially for new construction, as those are a moving target or tend to be on the closing date, is if you short lock your rate, meaning you had a build job that's supposed to be done January 15th and it ends up being January 30th, the cost difference between a 15 or I'm sorry, a 45 and a 60 day lock on the front end is pretty minimal. Trying to buy 15 days on the back end should rates have gone up on you, then that can be considerably more costly and to the tune probably of five times as much as it would have cost you to buy those 15 extra days on the front end. If that's about what it would cost you to get three days after the fact on the back end to extend the rate you already locked. So go into it with your eyes open because I can tell you with the amount of new construction that I close that three out of four builders, I feel like do not close on time. So always take that into account. Don't assume because your contract says middle of January that you're actually going to close middle of January and then short yourself on the rate lock where you could have paid a little bit more money on the front end versus it being pretty punitive on the back end to extend the rate. Those are my thoughts for this week. Anytime you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at dougcross.com, which has my phone number 862-375-6267, which is 862-DOCTORLINES. Has my email there as well, doug.kraus at bmo.com, that's bmo.com. And feel free to text, email, or call, happy to answer any questions about anything, really, doctor loan related and or even discuss with you another lender's offer and give you a fair assessment, honest point of view, if it's a good deal you're getting or not. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. For more information about alternative investments and asset management, visit EckerdEnterprises.com. And remember, Eckerd Enterprises is your gateway to tangible assets and lasting financial success. Visit Eckerd today.